106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. In today's news, the death count is escalating. You should be scared. Yes, I'm very scared. Stay in your homes. It's not safe out there. It's not safe out there. It's only safe in here. These are your rights. Unless we scare you with a virus. I am scared. The death count is even higher today. We're here to help you. The news is here to help me. It's not safe for you to make your own choices. We'll do your choosing for you. I'll be safer that way. Do as we tell you. It's for your own good. I will do as you tell me for my own good. It'll be safer if I stay in here. All small businesses need to shut down and stay shut down. Even still, it's for your own good. Please take my livelihood for my own good. The death count is the highest it's ever been. Am I dead yet? We'll censor your speech for your own good. Thank you for censoring my speech to protect the world from me. Wear a mask. It's the law. Then I'll be safe and have no identity. You can trust that these powerful leaders at the podium are looking out for you because they say all the right things. I trust you. You say all the right things. <gasps> You're putting everyone at risk. I'm calling the cops! What's the death count now? The death count will soon be 100% of all people. Keep sheltering in place and enjoy the safety of peaceful slavery. I'll never leave my home again. In the prophetic words of Bill Hicks, you are free to do as we tell you. I am free and I will do as you tell me. Good evening, or good morning, whatever your pleasure nowadays with podcast. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 61. And uh, this is actually going out on the internet on the 30th of May, Saturday. But I'm, I'm up late at night producing this or recording this. Tanner Martis down in Texas fixes it all up for me. It is a hot California night. And uh, it was about 102 that some people said today. All I can think of is it's too hot. It's too hot, whatever it was. So it's still pretty hot out tonight, but I've got this uh, great fan over my equipment here that Dave Greenitz, my friend, put together for me. Keep me cool and keep this equipment cool, <clears throat> all of the equipment, flesh and hardware. Thank you for listening. We know uh, 
it takes a little effort to go to a podcast compared to just turning on the radio. So those days are long gone for me. But uh, so this is 61 episodes, one per week since we've been doing this. And uh, so tonight or today, whenever you're listening, if you stay to the end, you'll listen to six 20-minute segments thereabouts. And then between a few minutes of uh, important information that I include, everything I do is educational. Uh, So I, I include clips that I think are packed with information that I think you'll like. Uh, and they're smarter than I am. So that's always a good sign for me if I think, oh, I wish I could speak like that or think like that. So that's why you get some information in between my breaks. And then while they're speaking, I get a little refreshments. So uh, it's just incredible what is going on in the United States of America. Uh, having lived through the 60s, I've seen my share of riots. And uh, it's sad uh, when anyone uh, <clears throat> or any incident where someone loses their life is the cause of a riot. But that seems to be the case uh, in Minneapolis. And I, I can't bear to watch uh, people walking into other people's stores and taking other people's property because somebody died. It's always been a mystery to me. Um, I saw a photo of a guy walking out of a store. Uh, I saw the photo today. I don't know when he walked out of the store. It was in daylight. And he had major, large containers of liquor in all his pockets. His pants were almost falling off, and his arms are full of hard liquor. And I thought, well, a fellow got killed by a law enforcement official, a cop, whatever you call him, sheriff or a cop. Um, And so for that, this guy felt that he had a right to fulfill his addiction by hauling out all this kind of hard liquor. Other people are hauling out all kinds of stuff. You've seen it all before. It's uh, I'm, I usually joke about it. Um, But in this case, I just feel saddened for the family of the guy that died. And, uh, but I am not happy about people feeling, what, for whatever reason, they can just go and destroy other people's property and take other people's stuff. I just wasn't raised that way. So I just I can't get there in my head. I just cannot get there. We've been protesting in, in Sacramento, I think, about four out of the last six or seven Saturdays or Fridays or Saturdays. We've been protesting, peacefully protesting, according to our First Amendment rights. Um, And we haven't been having that experience in Sacramento of what's going on in other cities of the country right now where things are getting broken, stolen, burned, etc. But we are having our rights uh, abridged, removed deleted and it's interesting to see when people want to actually destroy things which isn't going on in Sacramento what really happens and whether anybody will ever be held accountable so let me just go over a few things to get started here if you're a new listener uh, way you can get a hold of me if you'd like 
You can reach me on email at Lou, L-O-U, at NoHostagesRadio.com. NoHostagesRadio, plural, HostagesRadio.com. You can email me there. I will respond to you. I don't get a lot of email, but I I do respond quickly. Uh, If you want to dial me up and text me or call me, you can reach me at 530-713-1838. Of course, since we're not live or live streaming, that's no help to you right at the moment. But if you ever want to connect, uh, 530-713-1838. People say, why do you give your phone number out? Who You never know who's out there. I give it to all kinds of people, including, including, including the criminal element. So I'm not afraid of that. And if you'd like to talk or criticize or whatever, it's fine with me. Um, you can also go to a website that is nohostagesradio.com, and that site holds all 61 of our podcasts, including uh, 122 articles that I've written uh, over the last 61 weeks. Uh, the articles <clears throat> are written for a uh, a local weekly paper called the Territorial Dispatch. If you want to go online to look at that nowadays, to look at my articles online, if you're interested, I uh, territorialdispatch.com. It used to be dot biz, now it's com. Uh, so uh, the reason I bring that up is you think you know if you're listening from another state and you stumbled across me or ran into somebody who knew me and got onto this, many people now that used to listen to me when I was on the radio and now listen on podcast have actually left California. The The station that I once was on was an AM and it was just a local AM and sometimes it live streamed, sometimes it didn't. That's why I finally left the station. I had a lot of mechanical problems, but the point is that there are people that live in other States now that are the ref, California refugees that have fled California and uh, the abuse of power, the abuse of civil rights. Uh, it's now a socialist state, and um, it's it's difficult here compared to what it used to be. I've born and raised here, so I've been through many deca- decades here. My families have, have owned small businesses, family members. It's difficult here. So people have some of my friends. Uh, you know, you re- you know how you read trends in the. On the, on the internet or in the newspaper or in a magazine, you know, people are buying this kind of house or buying this kind of property or they're doing this or doing that or they're dressing this way. And then when you look at your own life and, and people you know, you don't really see those trends in your own circle of friends. But now there's a trend of moving out of California. And the people that are moving are not poor people. Mainly they're middle class people kind of salt-of-the-earth type people, people that vote, people that volunteer, people that coach your co- uh, little league uh, teams, soccer teams, volunteer in high schools and grammar schools. They're leaving, and uh, they're leaving for the reasons I just mentioned. But uh, So they're going to a, a, select, a selection of spots. I'll just some of, them, some of the folk, folks that I know are up in Washington and state of Washington, Idaho, Utah, uh, Nevada, Arizona, Texas. So they've moved around some all the way down into Florida. In fact, I got an email from a lady today that I never knew uh, when she lived here. I before 2017, she said she and her husband, who was a military veteran, moved to Florida. They just couldn't take it anymore. Here, she's a nurse, and uh, he's a 
uh, veteran, and they moved to Florida. They just said they they couldn't take it anymore. I get it. And so she wanted to reconnect, and uh, I didn't know her before she left, but um, now I'm getting to know her. So, um, so therefore, we have websites and articles, and and um, so I like to connect everybody to where some of the people that used to listen to us or read about us, uh, you can still do that wherever you are in the world. So uh, I wanted to mention the Newsom uh, recall. Uh, there was a recall. Some people are very confused about it, and I can see why. First of all, when the, the previous recall that failed, failed to get enough signatures, it was poor. It was there were first there were two recalls simultaneously operating. It got very confusing. People are f- signing on both of the recall petitions, and um, then the the recall leadership uh, was very poor and uh, did not have a lot of funding. They were trying to do it all with volunteers. I'm not against that. I'm just saying it was poorly led, and uh, still they got several hundred thousand, uh, three hundred thousand or something signatures on the one group I was working with. So when I was down at the rally in Sacramento this last Saturday, I was actually looking for a place. I thought there was a new petition because there's a new recall being worked on for Governor Gavin Newsom. And I was looking and you could see recall Newsom signs and and then someone said you could you could sign online petition. So I kind of nosed into that, made a few phone calls this week and and found out that uh, that is fake news. And it could even be Governor Newsom's attempt to confuse people and slow the effort down and cause people to say, well, I already signed online and then blow off the fact that you cannot sign up to a recall online. You have to put a wet signature on a paper petition. So the word I got yesterday was that you have to, uh, the, the petition itself has to be cleared by the Secretary of State. So the wording is perfect. And it has yet to be cleared. There were a couple uh, corrections they still wanted to have made. So the actual paper petition to sign up to get enough signatures to put uh, recall Gavin Newsom on the ballot, uh, that petition isn't ready yet. And so once it's ready, we will give you a shout out and and give you an idea how to go about that. But right now, whatever you see about, oh, I can go online, if there's anything online where you can sign, you're wasting your time and you're uh, deceiving yourself. Uh, it's it's kind of like if we can't recall them now, uh, uh, we're kind of like a lady in heat and you're firing blanks. In other words, don't waste your time. So we're going to, um, I, I think, you know, who knows what is going to be successful. My point is, if you can't, with all that's going on negative in our state with COVID and the mishandling of this and the dictatorial powers and taking away with rights, if we can't recall them now, we're in real trouble. We're in real trouble. And there, and it'll reveal a real passivity amongst people just living in the state and they're really showing that they really want to live under a dictator or a monarch or someone who just they don't want to take any responsibility and they just want to let whoever's governing to just make all the calls, and they, they'll complain about it, but they won't do anything about it. That's just the opposite of what the Founding Fathers said 
uh, would keep our country together. It needs to have an active citizenry that will fight for the freedoms. If you are not willing to fight for your freedom, uh, you're not going to get your freedoms. Just because they're written in a in a pamphlet or a booklet, you're not going to get your freedom unless you're willing to fight for it. If you're willing to just let bureaucrats lie to you and make rules for you to hoops to jump through, like when we go down to like, I'll just read to you, to you this. This is a first amendment of the constitution of the United States. This is, it says the same thing in all of them, in all the copies Congress Speaking about the United States Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. In other words, what you just saw happen with the coronavirus was a complete and utter violation of our uh, rights to freely experience and practice our religion. Then it goes on to say, after a semicolon, or abridging the freedom of speech. Abridging means to interfere with it. Abridging the freedom of speech. What this is the kind of speech, it isn't like, how do you do? You have nice hair today. This is a freedom of speech to say, I think you're full of crap. And I don't think you should do that. And that's against the Constitution. And I'm going to beat you down over it. That's the kind of speech that's protected here. Or abridging the freedom of speech. Now, the freedom of speech the founding fathers were thinking of is speech that's going to get in your face type speech. Or of the press. That's the media that we have now. Fake media. Back then they had some people debated and considered things fake media as well, but it was all print media. So let me go back and says, uh, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, that's religion, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble. In other words, the purpose of the peaceably assembling was not to say, we love you, governor, and we just want to bow before you and bring you roses. It was just the opposite. It was, we think you're disgusting. We hate what you're doing. You're stealing our freedoms. And if you don't get out of the way, we're going to kill you. That's exactly what this peaceably assembling was talking about. It was not church picnics, potlucks, a rock concert, that stuff. It was the right of the people to peaceably assemble. And there's an and here. That means it ha- it goes together if you study a little bit of English. I'm not, I'm not really great at this, but I know that and means they go together. It not or. That's optional. So I'm going to say this. The right of the people to peace, peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, in this case, it doesn't necessarily mean sign a petition. What it it means, it's talking about grievances. This amendment is saying we got grievances against Gavin Newsom. We have grievances against just fill in the blank, our supervisors in Yuba County or Sutter County. We have grievances against the mayor. So we can... we. We have a right to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. In other words, a remedy or fix them. In other words, you can just keep at them until it's not like, oh, will you? They say no, and then you just go home and forget about it. No, 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 no. 
This is like you just keep at it until the government fixes your grievances or you remove the government by force or whatever. Vote them out. Shoot them out. Right. You think, oh, Lou, you're getting a little radical. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just telling you what the what the environment was like when they wrote these documents. Because the Second Amendment told everybody to get get guns and teach your kids how to use them even. It says a well-regulated militia. It's not talking about the U.S. Army or the police. It says it was necessary to the security of a free state. In California, we are not free today. They're talking about forcefully vaccinating you. They're talking about forcing you to stay in your home, not drive around town unless they tell you what you can go out for. You have to wear a mask. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to sign, sign in to go into some businesses. That's not a free state, folks. Being necessary, the second minute, being necessary for the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That means nobody should make any rules about it or infringe upon it. So have they done it? They sure have. They have made all kinds of rules for you to get a gun, to own a gun, to conceal a gun, to buy ammo. It's ridiculous. So they've already infringed on these two amendments right here. Are you going to do anything about it? Or are you just going to let it go? Well, I don't really care about guns, you say. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, maybe what about going at government when they're taking over all your freedoms and your rights? Well, I don't really go to church. Okay. How about freedom to assemble? Right now, Gavin Newsom is making rules on how churches can meet. That's a violation of the First Amendment. Gavin Newsom is making rules. These aren't rules that have been voted on by the legislature. He's just making these up on his own in violation of the rules. Uh, so he's also making rules about how um, how we can actually, if we have a grievance with the government, how we have to go about meeting. We can't just meet with, like we had, some people think we had four or 5,000 people down there on Saturday, this last Saturday. He's saying you can only meet, if you have a grievance against the government, you can only meet about 100 of you right now because of COVID. And sometime in the future when they feel when they feel it, when the government feels like it, then they'll make a, an adjustment and they'll maybe let you have more people get together. That's con- totally contrary. The founding fathers would have killed these guys right here, what they're doing today. And we'll get more into it in a minute. This is the end of our first Um, break and uh, we'll be right back If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. It's personal, and it, it was actually very, it was hurtful. I would have to ask black voters the question, like, you know, why do the old white men, you know, who have the most racist legislation towards black people, why are they, you know, the top two front runners when it comes to black support? You know, Joe Biden and Bloomberg. 
How do you feel about President Trump? I'm very honored and grateful that he was, you know, signed the First Step Act. The same folks that voted for me voted for President Trump because President Trump made promises to the voters and he's keeping the promises. So without any question, if you look at his legacy, it will be his accomplishments in office, frankly, helping in many, many ways African-Americans. I heard President Trump's commitment uh, to the folks of returning home. I heard the promises that he made and him being there and that graduation was evidence that the promises that he made was promises that he kept. We love you. Thank you very much, everybody. I was going to say Barack Obama is the president. Yes. Glib ego mean, how bad has he been? Who, where does Barack Obama rank in your mind, you who know so much history, among the worst American presidents? He has displaced Jimmy Carter from that position. The worst? The worst. Worse than James Buchanan? Yes. Worse than Richard Nixon? Yes. All right. Richard Nixon did not, after all, put us in danger of, of nuclear attacks, probably within the lifetime of people living today. The Iran deal will do that? Yes. Right. We're, we're, we're committed to stopping the Israelis from stopping the Iranians from getting a nuclear weapon. That's part of the deal. When I interviewed George Gilder about six or seven months ago, George Gilder known to both of us, he contended that with the right policies, the economy, coming back to the international scene in a moment, but the economy would actually turn around quite quickly. The American economy can be revived quite quickly cut taxes, peel back regulation, and you'd see another version of the early 1980s. Mm-hmm. You agree? Yes. All we have to do is get out of the way in a certain sense. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, there was, there was a, when, when Warren Harding took office in 1921, the uh, unemployment rate was around 12%. Warren Harding did absolutely nothing. As the, as the uh, government's revenue fell because of the, uh, of the, the uh, downturn, he cut government spending. Now, but now, both those things are things that the, drive the Keynesians crazy. Right. The following year, unemployment had fallen to about half that level. Within a year? Yes. And then a year after that, it fell yet again. Uh, you know, there is a history. Uh, it, it, the first time the federal government intervened in the economy to get us out of a, of a uh, downturn was in 1930. Now, which means that for more than 150 years, the federal government just stood by and twiddled their thumbs while the economy recovered on its own. And all that time, there was never a depression as bad as the 1930s depression, where there was all kinds of, of intervention beginning with Herbert Hoover, heaven help us, uh, and then amplified by Franklin D. Roosevelt. So in terms of you looking at the, what happened as a matter of fact, uh, again, there was, no, there was no Federal Reserve prior to 1914. Uh, the Federal Reserve was created in order to, one, cut back, cut back on bank failures, uh, reduce uh, inflation, and prevent deflation. All of those things reached historic highs never seen before under the Federal Reserve. So uh, the, 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 the idea was wonderful. It's only the reality that didn't cooperate.
All right, welcome back. Uh, so I'll, I'll back to the Newsom recall, uh, and then we'll get back to some of the constitutional stuff because we just had Chris Ann Hall. She's an expert in the Constitution, an attorney uh, out of Florida. Her and her husband were out here and spent a few days in California, and they spoke a number of times. So I'll be back to you about the Newsom recall, but don't spend any effort unless people are contacting you saying, will you help coordinate on the recall? There is a, a campaign underway, an organizational campaign to get organized and set up and, and uh, networks of people to work. So that's good, but uh, don't be signing anything. It's a waste of time. Walter Williams, one of my favorite guys, used to co-host when Rush Limbaugh needed a break. But I don't think he's done it in many years. Maybe he's just decided he's got too much going on. Or at his age, he's retiring, retiring. Walter Williams is a actually a pretty famous economist now for George Mason University. He's an economist emeritus. That means he's not teaching in a classroom every day. But he's doing a lot of talking here and there. And he wrote this. The biggest casualty from the COVID-19 pandemic has nothing to do with the disease. We've been saying that. All along, the disease was just a distraction. The biggest casualty, he, he says, is the power we've given to politicians and bureaucrats. Now, if you don't think there's been a, a takeover at every level of government, uh, you just aren't very tuned in. Because in our county right now, they're telling us how far to sit apart in a restaurant. We're telling us if we have to wear a mask or not, if we... Uh, they're going to start talking about contact tracing uh, in some states. I think Georgia, they're now actually going door to door and asking if they can pull blood from you. Uh, they're telling you that you can't work. Um, you got to go home, that somehow your work isn't essential, but that uh, the guy next door is. And uh, they say you can't go to church where there might be more than 100 or so, so people, but you can go into Walmart or Home Depot or Lowe's where there's lots of people in there, lots more than 100, or Sam's or something like that, one of these big box stores, right? The, depending on which city or what part of the country you are in, the store's names will change, but they got, you know, abortion clinics are open, for instance, marijuana dispensaries, bars, or not bars, but uh, liquor stores. So basically the government steps in just like a, in a full-blown socialist government said, you got to shut your doors. I don't care whether that's your investment. That's going to be your livelihood. We're taking that from you. In fact, uh, not only in Los Angeles where Mayor Garcetti said, if you don't stop doing your business, we will turn off your power and water. And that same thing was said by District Attorney Clint Curry in Yuba County because they got some resistance in the city of Marysville, which is a county seat of Yuba County, where people just continued working. And they, it wasn't like, oh, we hate the government. It was like, I got to work. I got to pay my bills. And once this is over, there's no coming back here. But Clint Curry, who never misses a paycheck being the District Attorney, did you notice that all the people that work for government didn't miss a paycheck? City, county, state, even if they didn't come but come to work or were laid off or said work from home, they got they got paid. Teachers are get did you 
Did you wonder whether teachers are getting paid? They're not doing any teaching. You remember that? Kids have been home for a long time. And now there's Gavin Newsom saying they may, may not even start up in the fall. If you don't think you're being manipulated when now he's saying, oh, I think the salon owners can go back, but they can't they can't work on eyebrows and they can't shave people. But you could do this and this and this. You know, these people have never really worked in their life, some of them. And they're just monkeying around. This is what we call full-blown communism or socialism where they just play with people like mice. In fact, the whole COVID thing, have you ever been, let's just imagine it's 2019, 2018, 1995, 2001. Have you ever been through a year when you didn't, you didn't get sick? Were you happy about it? I, I'm always happy about it when I get through a year and didn't get a cold, didn't get the flu. But during that year, do you remember those years? And maybe you, you've been coasting for a few years and haven't been sick, but your friend got sick. Or maybe a lot of people at work got sick, and you missed that bullet. People have getting, been getting sick, and re, most of them recovering, and a few not recovering, from the beginning of time. Did you know that? I'm just trying to remind you of things. So I want you to just imagine that if they wouldn't, they, being a whole bunch of funky people, if they wouldn't have made a big deal about COVID and scared the hell out of everybody, lied to everybody, misinformed everybody, manipulated everybody, if they hadn't done that and, and COVID had just run its course, you wouldn't have noticed it unless you got sick by it. Because there's flu in town right now, flu A and B, and a friend or two has had that and got tested and they said, oh, you don't have COVID, you have flu A or flu B, or you have flu A and flu B. Did they stop the world? Did they have quarantine over flu A, flu B? No. So it would have just been another of the many things when you go to the doctor and you're feeling really bad, you've been feeling bad for a week or so, you go to the doctor and you think, man, I don't know, I, how, what, what do I have? Is this going to kill me? And the doc says, well, I think you, what you have is this, Right. Because lots of people have been coming in with this. And if you'll do this for a few more days, if it doesn't fix it, if you don't feel better then, then give me a call back. Right? Isn't that how it always works? But what happened here is there was a confluence or a perfect storm of people that pulled a little conspiracy. And it became flu season. And a coronavirus broke out in China or was let out or set out. Um, and it was allowed to run its course for quite a while without anybody in the rest of the world being told. So people were flying around the world with it, and uh, it got down into Italy, and the reason it got down into Italy was because the Chinese have moved down into Italy big time because of the Bolton, the, the uh, Belt and Road Initiative. You can look it up on I don't have time to do all this. Belt and Road Initiative. You don't have the, the energy of the initiative to look stuff up. Don't blame me. Belt and Road Initiative. And so the, the Italians have went in, gone into partnership with the Chinese. And there's all kinds of Chinese living down right at the epicenter of where COVID started in Italy. I don't have time tonight to go through all the, the breakdown of how this happened. But my feeling is that Tony Fauci and Deborah Burks and a bunch of those people have been 
behind the scenes in labs, but at the top of our government in terms of health for many decades. You can tell by looking at them. And don't you know that they they believe their work, like a lot of us believe our work is very important, otherwise we wouldn't do it. Don't you believe their work was very important? And like some people think, my work's so important, more people should appreciate it. So they are like, they have gone from like Cinderella, who was never noticed, to um, become the becoming the princess. And now they're on TV all the time, like little TV stars, right? And what they've done is they've turned the, you know, there's these labs experimenting with, with different uh, diseases or viruses or bacterias all over the world. Scientists are studying these things and trying to come up with ways to beat them and stop them, whether it becomes viruses and foods and plants or animals or people. And Fauci and Burks have been doing this kind of work for many decades, as I mentioned. Just look at them. They're at the end of their life. And don't you know that they finally are getting the stardom that maybe they desired? And what they did is instead of, like, have an experiment, have the entire experiment of infecting a lot of lab mice with this thing and then playing with them and doing social isolation, social distancing, and all this kind of stuff, they just made the whole world their lab. Isn't that cool? They just said, we're just going to, we're going to manipulate the entire world. And we're going to, we're going to start giving out information from who? The World Health Organization, because everybody kind of looks to who. And we really didn't know until recently that's controlled by the communists. And when you look at the CDC, which used to be called the Centers for Disease Control, it's now really the Center for Democrat Control. We didn't realize it got converted to. The WHO is run by communists. The CDC is run by Democrats. And so they started putting out all this false information. Millions were going to die in America. Millions. Scared the hell out of people. And the, the incredible instructions were given to close your businesses and go into your homes and stay there until further notice. Is that incredible? Is that sound incredible today? Wear masks. People are so screwed up in the head about masks. They think a mask is going to save them from getting the disease or save other people from getting it from them or the illness. Neither is true. According to doctors, I'm not, I'm not coming up with anything on my own. I don't know this stuff. I've, I've been studying it since the beginning. I don't know why, but I just smelled a rat from the, from the starting blocks, to use a track analogy. I smelled a rat. I, I looked at Fauci, and I looked at Burks, and I said, something doesn't smell right. If you look up Burks, B-I-R-X, and you look up another Burks called Laura Burks, that's, Bar- that's Deborah's daughter, she works for Bill Gates. And Gates is the one who said, I don't think anybody should go back to work until we have a vaccine and everybody gets vaccinated. That's Bill, want to vaccinate the world, Gates. And a lot of people have been permanently harmed and killed by Bill Gates' groups. You think, oh, that can't be true. Honestly, 
if you think that, you don't know what you're talking about. I do. I've been spending a lot of time on this, trying to figure out what, why would they want to do this? Why would you want to hurt people? You know, generally, I, just the average person, I do not want to hurt somebody. I want to help people. That's, that's my desire. But I do not like people that prey upon people, manipulate people, use, use people as lab rats, lie to people, cheat people, manipulate people. I don't like it, whether it's a politician or a health person. And I think in the, the problem I'm having with the entire government right now and all, all these people in it is the people that are doing these things get immunity. That means nothing happens to them. They hurt people. People die. Thousands of people die that could have been saved. And thousands, millions of people lost their businesses, and they didn't have to, and they would have been fine. Would some of them got COVID? Yeah, who cares? I don't, I don't lose sleep every night because there's 7 billion people in the world, and, a, and on a certain moment, 10,000 might get, catch the cold. I don't lose sleep over that. It's a part of life. I don't freak out when a certain millions of people are entering puberty either, or a certain number of women are entering menopause. I do not lose sleep sleep over this. It's life. It's the it's the cycle of life. And so right now there is an entire meltdown on everything you've been told, but you've been manipulated and you're still being manipulated. You've been manipulated. You've been psychologically jacked around, just like getting waterboarded or, or held in a place where you had no light or you could talk to no one. You were held in isolation It's damaged, it's damaged, particularly, I don't, I can't speak for a lot of these other countries because some people handle it differently, but it's really damaged our country, not only economically. I'm going to read you um, some really difficult comments here about what this COVID did, if I can find it here. So, says here the CDC admitted they screwed up COVID-19 infection counts and intentionally, I want you to listen to this, and intentionally misled the public. Listen, we have all been intentionally misled. In fact, our local doctor, Dr. Ratchet, she's a doctor, but I, have, I will not address her as the health officer because there, you cannot trust what she says and if you do what she says, it will cause you to have poor health. She is doing, she's a political hack for Governor Newsom and the bureaucratic, bureaucratic system. We're paying her $300,000, and she is telling us to wear masks, social distance, clean all the surfaces, like be, be all germ paranoid like Howard Hughes used to be. And not meet in public, not have public meetings. And she's got this whole county, these two counties, Yuba Sutter, totally freaked out, screwed up. Now, this article says the CDC has admitted 
They screwed up and they intentionally misled the public because this had to eventually come out. There's going to be whistleblowers all over the place because there's good people that are in government. But there's deviant people that are also in government called the deep state. And there's people that don't like America. They don't like the founding of America. They don't like God. They hate God. They don't like the, uh, the freedom. They want socialism. They want to manage things from the top. They don't like people to have the choices they have. They've misled the public. And, and now this guy says they've apologized, clarifying that the amount of people, the number of people truly infected is much lower than what was originally reported. Does this, this has all kinds of similarities to global warming. Some of you have been sold so much on global warming, it doesn't matter what happened, you're going to always believe in it. But it's a total hoax, just like this. An error so egregious, it made the director, this error so egregious that CDC did, it made the director of the Harvard Global Health, this is Harvard University, Global Health Institute say, how could, quote, how could the CDC make this mistake? This is a mess. The American Coronavirus Task Force also admitted to fudging. This is a task force that our vice president led. They admitted to fudging the national COVID-19 death counts when Dr. Deborah Burks, I actually watched her say this, said the deaths are people who died with COVID-19, not from covid If you've never worked around dead people, you may not catch that. I worked around dead people quite a bit. And so the question is, what they die from? Not what was like, he might have had terrible acne, but that didn't kill him. He may have had a massive wart on his butt, but that didn't kill him. He died with a wart on his butt, but that didn't kill him. Dying with COVID-19 all of a sudden equaled dead by COVID-19. It was a total lie from Dr. Burks, whose husband was a lead man for President and Hillary Clinton when they, anytime they wanted to travel. So if you wonder where her leanings are, hold that thought. So the death count, thus, thus making the real death count much lower than what is really being reported. The numbers... Everybody's saying, oh, you can't trust China. Listen, people, that's true. You can't trust the U.S. of A. any longer. And if you're not willing to do your own research, you're screwed. I'm, that's just the way it is. You are screwed. If you want to believe, the best thing you can do is take your flat screen TV, if it's hooked up to all the, the, these different mainstream media, and either disconnect it or toss it. If you want to keep it for movies, I don't even, I haven't had television since 87. It actually has freed my mind from indoctrination. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who should be in jail, but like all government employees, they get an immunity. They get, they do things wrong that if you did it working for a tire shop or working for the hospital and you did something funky, you'd go to jail. But Dr. Anthony Fauci admitted He admitted, I'm saying he admitted, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the lab mouse, admitted masks will not help against the virus and mask manufacturers. I've seen this. The manufacturers are now doing a disclaimer that the products do not deter COVID-19. Why would they do that? Because you can sue them. 
Have you ever thought of suing people for malpractice? I feel like filing a lawsuit against Dr. Ratchet that's running Yuba Sutter, uh, Yuba Sutter County's health issues for malpractice because she's causing people to kill themselves. I'll, I'm going to come back and we're going to finish this part uh, after taking a little break. Be right back. Again, intellectuals in society, there is a spontaneous demand from the larger society for the end products of engineering, medical, and scientific professions. But the demand for public intellectuals is largely manufactured by the public intellectuals themselves. Yes. Explain that. How do they manufacture demand for their own services? Well, they, they, one, one thing is by uh, making, making alarming predictions, uh, offering uh, solutions to our problems. Uh, and if they didn't do that, if, if Noam Chomsky had just kept on stating in linguistics, neither of us probably would have ever heard of Noam Chomsky. He would have been just as famous around the world among linguists, but w- nobody else would have heard of him. What do you make of global warming? I, I think it's a classic example of the uh, need for crusades. Now, people, many people are shocked by these emails. I'm not at all shocked by them. I read, I read the original UN study years ago, and I was just curious as to how they were going to deal with the question that the uh, temperatures went up first, and then there was the increase in carbon, carbon dioxide. Right. Because you can't say that A causes B uh, uh, if B happened first. And so I read this, and I could see they were, they were tiptoeing through the tulips and the way they phrased things and so forth. They, they couldn't confront that. And, and now we're finding out uh, that they, they knew darn well they couldn't deal with all the evidence. So it fits the pattern of a group of intellectuals, science, climate scientists, mm-hmm. who are, have a very narrow competency, suddenly proclaiming that there's a crisis, mm-hmm. scaring the rest of us, thereby creating a demand for their services, yes. not as science, climate scientists alone, mm-hmm. but as a kind of high priestly caste that can tell us all how to live and save the entire yes. planet, and in the meantime, generate billions of dollars worth of government programs to fund their research initiatives. And so, so are you, it's a racket. Yes. All right. But, but again, you have to t- take account of the ability of human beings to rationalize. Uh, I'm sure there are scientists out there who, who, who believe some or much of what they're saying, and there are other scientists who believe the opposite. But, they, but the ones who are pushing global warming are doing their damnedest to make sure that those who believe the opposite don't get heard in the public. So wouldn't there, shouldn't there be a, some large-ish body of climate scientists who say the data really does suggest that we're headed into trouble here, but precisely because my saying so as a climate scientist will look like special pleading. We as a community of scientists should be even more careful about being completely transparent, pushing the data out to the public. They should overcome the hurdle that it looks like self-pleading. Why why, why isn't that taking place? There's no payoff to that. All right. Uh, Imagine yourself as an assistant professor in some department where where your senior colleagues who are going to vote on your pay, among other things, uh, have millions of dollars in grants handed out to promote global warming, and you say just what, what you just now said. And they all say, this guy is incorrigible. A bull in a china shop, changing Washington. It takes a Donald Trump to demand truth from China. Shut down foreign travel. Get ventilators and tests now. 
raise unemployment benefits, cash relief to families. Washington's come to that. President Trump's not always polite. Mr. Nice Guy won't cut it. He does it his way, not the Washington way. But Donald Trump gets it done. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Now, I'm going to read you some of the impacts of, of what's going on here, and then I'm going to bring up to you about launching lawsuits against people like Dr. Ratchet and the Board of Supervisors for deceiving the counties of Yuba Sutter and telling them to do things that will destroy not only their businesses, but particularly destroy their health. Your, some of these people's health will not be redeemable. Causing people to wear masks, there's nothing positive about that. It doesn't keep the virus from you. It doesn't keep you giving the virus, but it causes you to reduce the amount of oxygen going into your lungs and can cause you to have some real bad health consequences. They have been lying to us, claiming that they're giving you health and saving your life. They're liars. They're cheats. They're worse than a heroin dealer. They're worse than a meth dealer. You think, oh, well, they're like Dr. So-and-so. She's got a YouTube thing. She's full of crap, that lady. She is full of crap. She's evil. She needs to be run out. She, You know, if we could tar and feather people, Dr. Ratchet from Yuba Sutter Health needs to be tar and feathered and sent packing on the back of a, of a bus somewhere. This gal is bad news, just like Newsom's bad news. These people are tyrants. You think, oh, well, they're just, they have good motives. Screw good motives. That's Democrat BS. Good motives does not help when you need to have cancer surgery. You need to have your chest popped open and have your heart fixed. I don't want to hear any about good motives. I want to hear about how many people have you actually fixed and stood back up. What they did is screwed the the lives of 170,000 people in Yuba Sutter County. I'm just speaking to my own counties here, folks. You, wherever you are in the world, in the United States world, you got to deal with your own people. But if they've been telling you to do this and they call themselves a medical doctor, they should be sued. They should be, if not, they should, you know, I don't even know whether we can sue this gal. This is incredible. These people should be fired for this. Now, Everybody's admitting now they gave us the wrong figures and they cheated. I, you watched them on TV. They gave it. They were telling. It's like a guy telling you, I'm going to break your nose. And you say, oh, okay. And then he breaks your nose. And then you wonder, oh, well, how come he hit me? This is like the, the stupid pill that everybody's taken. Fauci admitted the masks are worthless. He also said they're bad for your health in another spot. He also said that continuing to close the country could cause irreparable damage. Thank you, Jesus, Mr. Fauci, who made this damn virus in the first place. He was in on making the coronavirus. You know why? They get money. These people, these scientists since 1980, because of the... uh, there was an act called the the Bay B A H. Uh, I can't remember the. It, he was a senator for Illinois and and Dole Bob Dole. There was a 
a Senate bill named after them that changed where you work for the government. You got paid by the government to do research. If you if you came across a big breakthrough, they gave you an award. They gave you a big slap on the back. But because you had been paid for years and years and years of research and didn't do Jack Diddley, if you came up with a big breakthrough, you didn't get to cash in on it. In 1980, uh, this act changed that where scientists could now get the patent in their name and cash in on the vaccines. It made them instant millionaires every time they did it. And Fauci's been cashing on it ever since. So there's big money to be made on the vaccine. Hold that thought. And by the private people, even though they were paid by government to work year after year after year, maybe making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year because they're doctors or scientists, right? I'll have to look up the uh, the name. I, I got the guy's picture in my mind. I just can't uh, I can't remember the first guy. But it was a two guys went together and put together this bill that that made millionaires out of these scientists. CDC backtracked their initial claim that led governors to shut down their states. Is this incredible? The CDC told them to shut down their states, and all these Democrat governors particularly loved it because they want a socialist government. CDC now clarifies that it does not spread easily on surfaces. You know how it, you know how it spreads? These people should be shot, folks. You know how it spreads? It spreads in contact in your home. Close contact in your home, kissing each other or something like that, right? Maybe having sex with each other. It does not spread by you sitting next to somebody in church. It's nonsense. And right now, these stupid rules of the opening of the churches, and the churches, they're like stupid sheep. Oh, well, we can only have 100 people, so we're going to have an 830 service and a 930 service and attend and we're going to record it and some of you could just stay home if you want it has nothing to do with health it has everything to do with their controlling churches they backtracked their initial claim governor of new york andrew cuomo confirmed a recent health study showing that 70 percent of new infection actually originated in the home thus making stay-at-home orders one of the most dangerous mandates currently in place. Keeping your... You know what really pisses me off? All these kids that could have been in school and enjoying their whatever grade they were in got jerked around, jerked out of the graduations, jerked out of that year in school, that last of the year. And the, the, the pressure on keeping kids locked down is criminal. We're, we're, we're launching a, uh, at the Church of Glad Tidings where I attend, we're doing a day camp for kids right now because to just say, you know, to spend a half a day having a great time because of the mental health issues. COVID-19 does not spread easily on surfaces. Man, you got to jam it up your nose, dude. You got to like get it on with somebody to get it from them. You're not going to get it by touching a doorknob. Ugh. Trump stopped funding the World Health Organization and threatened to cut off money permanently until they 
can prove they are no longer corruptly influenced by communist China after they lied. They lied. They lied. They didn't. They didn't misstate something. They didn't like were late on telling us. They lied to our country about human to human transmission, and they they withstood Trump. Trump wanted to stop the planes coming in from China because forty thousand people or something like that a month come in from China in the U.S. And they said that's unnecessary. China's got it all under control. They lied. Trump did the right thing, and still we had a problem. The curve is flattened. I'm sick of the curve. I hope I never hear the damn curve again the rest of my life. I hope I never hear the term new normal. I'm liable to go ballistic in some restaurant with somebody using me on that. I'm, I'm glad I don't pack a, pack a concealed weapon. Go ballistic on these people. The curve is flat. The CDC, the WHO, uh, Dr. Fauci, our governors, and many more were completely wrong about the potential threat of this virus. It was a nothing burger. We said it from the beginning, and people went bazooka on Facebook, trashing us, attacking us. Yeah, you're going to have church. You're going to kill my baby. It's on the other side of town. I thought, you you people, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know what profession you in. I wouldn't trust you with anything of mine. It's the craziest thing I ever Listen, when if you went to a doctor, Think about it. I think all these malpractice suits against doctors and lawyers and all kinds of things. You go to a doctor and they tell you something opposite of what you should be doing for your health and you 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 die, your husband dies, your your partner dies, something. Wouldn't you sue them? Absolutely you would sue them. If you hired a contractor to do something they did just the opposite of what they said they were gonna do, the outcome would be just the opposite. You would sue them. They deserve it. There's consequences for malpractice. Dr. Ratchet is should be sued by 170,000 people in this count in these two counties. You cannot it's the same way as the Nuremberg trials. The people that shot and buried and gassed all the Jews, they held them accountable and you know what they said, "Well, I was just doing what I was told." But they tried them. They tried them. I'm sick of government officials walking away, the lowest learners of the world. Even California is, uh, I'm going to skip that part. It's a waste of time. Anyway, let me just, let me just tell you the fallout. It added 6 million, it added 6, okay, here we go. The CDC just confirmed a point two tenths of a percent death rate. That is is nothing, people. If you if you're worried about people dying in general in the world, you need mental health consultation. It happens every single day, whether you were paying attention or not, from something. So for for trying to shut this illness down, which is impossible. We added $6 trillion to the national debt. We laid off or furloughed 50 million workers. We placed 60 million people on food stamps. We've gone from 3.5% to 14.7% unemployment. We crippled the petroleum industry. We ruined the tourism industry. We bankrupted the service industry. We caused an impending meat and protein crisis. 
We we've threatened, fined and arrested church leaders. We've exacerbated mental health problems. I'm going to talk to you about people killing themselves courtesy of Dr. Ratchet. Thank you, Jesus. I hope that keeps you up the rest of your life late at night. I don't care whether Paul Soros funded your education or not. You deserve to sleep and not sleep based upon all the people that died from shooting themselves, hanging themselves, stabbing themselves, overdosing themselves because you forced people to stay in their houses and got all funky with them. Except for us who flipped you the bird. I'm sick of this. I'm just sick of it. You people in charge. It's one thing to make a stupid decision and cost the county millions of dollars, but to turn around and cost people their very livelihood, the education of their kids, in some situations, their marriage, their mental health, their physical health, and you just going to walk away and say, oh, better luck next time? Not really. Shut down schools and colleges. Gave unbridled power to unelected officials. How dare you? Some guy's a, a mechanic, and now he's a supervisor or an insurance salesman or something, and he turns around and trying to lecture me or talk to us about saving my life. You don't know. You can't find your butt with both hands. It's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. You're totally out of your realm. The founding fathers never intended government to be meddling in these issues. Increased suicides. We got more, more increase in suicides than COVID deaths. Delayed surgeries. I, I, I watched a doctor on, on the Internet who said she was canceling mastectomy surgeries. That's breast cancers for you out there in Oliver and Linda. Because they, they considered a mastectomy surgery elective. Listen, people, you think we didn't kill a lot of people? Yeah, we killed a lot of people. You happy about killing all those? Oh, well, you know, how do you think we got so many people killed in nursing homes? You think they're going to hold the governor of New York accountable for putting all these COVID patients in nursing homes and infecting, infecting everybody else. Infringed upon countless important civil liberties like meeting together, placed 300 million Americans on house arrest. Why did this happen? I'll tell you why that people have forgotten or never learned the freedoms that, that were given to us for our, or explained to us, I guess would be the proper term, the freedoms that were explained to us and put on paper that were from God, not from government. And what's happened over the purging of civics classes from our schools that we no longer teach the Constitution and we teach evolution instead of God that now God, that now government has become God. We view government as a deity and whatever government says. And I had so many Christian people, church people say, totally ignorant of the Bible. It's just like people have sat in pews. They've, they've done 
thousands of hours sitting to teaching and just, they're just, they just got a, it's a dead hole. Their brain is a black spiritual hole. A black spiritual hole. They're clueless. They are no better than the neighbor next door that never heard anything about God, Jesus, the Bible, or anything. We view government as a God that can control providence and plagues. In our arrogance, we increasingly view the government as a deity who can stop acts of nature. Yep. Remember Obama? Well, oh, we're going to, we're going to reduce, we're going to, we're going to reduce the levels of the uh, ocean. That's what we're going to do because global warming's going to cause New York to flood and all these cities, even though I'm me and my wife, we're, we're buying and, and Al Gore and those people we're buying big mansions on the, on the coast at bargain prices. But, but we're going to, you know, with my policies, we're going to reduce the levels of the ocean by 10 or 12 feet by the time we get out of here. The arrogance, God just laughs at it, but it's big time arrogant. We increase Oh, we're going to, we're going to change the temperature of the whole world by uh, not using straws, by not using fossil fuels, by using bird blenders and solar power. The second, the second thing that caused the entire meltdown of our American population is, is the uh, sniveling. 21st century commitment to safety. My safe space. I don't want any risk involved in my life. I want everything guaranteed. How much you're going to pay me? Walk in to get a job. How much you're going to pay me an hour? We, we talked about the job. You want to know how much you're getting paid? We got a we got a generate maybe a few generations of pussies, absolute dysfunctional, mentally retarded people that look normal but they're mentally retarded they're totally screwed up in the head and it's a wasted generation there's no fixing them you can't fix that unless there's a miracle of god you can't fix that that stupidness it takes a revelation our desire to be safe has ruined our physical F-I-S-C-A-L, and physical, P-H-Y, medical, food, energy, and national security. Our paranoia. You remember Howard Hughes? Some of you might remember Howard Hughes. Very successful businessman. Had Hughes Aircraft. He ended his life holed up in a hotel. He was he was uh, mentally ill, paranoid of germs, with masks on all the time. Remember seeing pictures of him? Our obsession with safety has ruined our physical, physical, medical, food, energy, and national security. We we are a culture of fragile people. Totally screwed up. Did you know that... uh, Our parents, if you're a baby boomer, our parents went through a massive Hong Kong flu in the 1960s. And, you know, the country didn't even pay any attention to it. Why? 
because they'd been through the war, a couple wars, World War II. That that group of people had been through World War, some of them World War One, World War Two, Korean War, and Vietnam. And we're, we were right in the middle of Vietnam, and they just shrugged their shoulders at the flu. You got the flu? Oh, it's too bad. Granny died of the flu? flu? Oh, she came to pass? Oh, yeah, she was 90. That's too bad. They didn't, flu didn't scare anybody. People running around today, cursing at each other, threatening each have you Have you been amazed at how how feeble people are, mentally feeble? Man, we've got some feeble people out there, folks. Standing off, driving around in a pickup truck with a mask on. I don't know what they, what they think the COVID are flying through the air. You know, the virus, I, I've learned a lot about stuff, listening to all the news and stuff, or the uh, listen to experts on, on the Internet. Doctors, I say, they say a virus like COVID is not even alive until it gets in your body and gets access to your cellular system. Isn't that interesting? I thought that was fascinating. It's not some creature that's just like creeping up on you. People, it just, it's the saddest thing in the world. To me, the damage it's done to people is, is far worse than any criminal, a multiple murderer, a rapist. Uh, those are all horrible. The, the government, our government, should all be held accountable and go to trial. That's what I feel. Every bit of them. They all, and every one of them say, well, I just did what I was told. Well, you know, we just got to, I had a guy, a very nice guy. He's a, he's a deputy friend. I consider him a friend. He listens to the show. And he made a comment to me that made a lot of sense. He said, Lou, you've been Sutter County is afraid that if, because we were talking about us going down and protesting in Sacramento, they're afraid that if that, that Governor Newsom in the state of California is going to withdraw, withdraw, uh, withhold funds. You know, there's something wrong with the system. When when you surrender your freedom for cash, right? That's what a prostitute does. She surrender she surrenders her freedom to be free from working for someone sexually for cash when she works for a pimp. Well, we've turned the governor, and instead of the governor providing police and fire services for the state, is we turned him into a pimp, and we're now all prostitutes because we, we're depending on our money. I heard one of the supervisors for Yuba County say, well, I, I just don't want to do anything to get their attention. I thought, why don't we all just climb under the bed and hide? What a pitiful thing to say from a leadership standpoint. He's an embarrassment. I'll be right back. At the time of our founders, it was clear who was threatening the life, liberty, and property of Americans. For example, when King George's assaults on American liberties increased, American Richard Stockton sided with the Americans, and he was chosen a delegate to the Continental Congress, where he signed the Declaration of Independence as a representative for New Jersey. 
Stockton was then kidnapped from his home by neighbors who were loyalists, were Americans who supported the King of England. He was dragged from his bed by night, stripped and plundered of his property, and treated with the utmost rigor and indignity. He was placed in a notorious brutal prison in the middle of winter and was denied even the basic necessities. While in prison, Stockton's library, papers, and other property were burned or destroyed, and his farm was left desolate and inoperable. As a result of his cruel treatment, Stockton died in 1781, never getting to experience the national freedom for which he had sacrificed so much. On Memorial Day, we celebrate those like Stockton, who courageously faced America's enemies. Yet, I can't help but wondering if this day of remembrance is being overshadowed by an invisible enemy. What if the present lockdowns, the mandates, the orders, the gross misuse of police powers, and everything that has ruined the livelihoods and trampled the liberties of millions of Americans was the result of a foreign invasion? James Wilson, who was a founding father, declaration signer, and Supreme Court justice said, without liberty, law loses its nature and its name. Suppose an enemy army invaded and occupied your state, enforcing house arrests along with inconsistent, arbitrary, and self-contradictory orders. Would this alter your opinion of what is going on today? Would this alter your approach, your response, Will you be less apt to accept assertions that this is for your own good or for your safety? I would like to pose a simple yet potentially controversial question. Whose advice have the stalwart shutdown governors been following? The United States Constitution? Their state constitutions? Any American ideals whatsoever? Or have you noticed them following the globalist agendas of the world health organization aligned with internationalists like Fauci and Gates and in collusion with other foreign governments. Make no mistake, these organizations and systems of government are foreign to the American Constitution, American ideals, and American principles, including the integrity of the American family and the sanctity of the house of God. Under these foreign directives, in many instances, our health care has become essentially weaponized and has annihilated a once robust and efficient hospital system as well as a once robust economy that helped to make that system possible. If it looks like the enemy and destroys like the enemy and colludes with the enemy, well, I pray God blesses every American soldier, veteran, and citizen who exercises patriotism against any and all enemies of America. From the words of General Douglas MacArthur, No man is entitled to the blessings of freedom unless he be vigilant in its preservation. This is Jake McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution, bringing you the America. All right, you ever know anybody killed themselves? I've known a number of people. Jumped off a dam, lit themselves on fire, shot themselves, hung themselves. Uh, we, we run a trauma intervention program. We go out on a couple suicides a month. Uh, they are very difficult uh, situations for the family. Uh, it's a tragedy that has uh, a lot of ripple effects 
far beyond cancer, dying of, dying of diabetes, getting hit by a car. Suicide is devastating to the family members and friends. And, uh, and there's a lot of fragile people in our community on any given day. I think I mentioned before a week or two ago that some of my friends that had struggled with addiction, I met them in the Yuba County Jail. We were helping them get on their feet. They were doing wonderfully. They were coming to church. They were going into, they were coming to uh, recovery meetings. They were doing all the right things. They were waiting on appointments at the one stop. And as soon as and they were right on the verge of getting jobs, doing well, looking great. And as soon as COVID happened, they ended up being homeless. Uh, they they couldn't get in and get jobs, and they relapsed. And that is the supervisor's fault of these two counties. That is the uh, Dr. Ratchet's fault. So this article says, a year's worth of suicide attempts in the last four weeks. California doctors calls for end to lockdown. So, the doctor in charge, who you think these are, you know, it's kind of interesting because when I say, when I talk publicly and I'll speak to a group and they'll say, tell us about trauma intervention. And I'll say, well, how many of these type of calls, how many fires we have, how many suicides, how many homicides, how many child deaths, how many rollover deaths where kids get smothered by their mothers accidentally in bed. And when I say we're doing two suicides a month, the room, you can, you can tell people take in some oxygen right, right there. <gasps> Because it's it's such an intense death. And the reason you don't hear more about suicide is because when they have an obituary in the paper, they do not put in the paper, he shot himself, he hung himself, she stabbed herself, she cut herself, her, cut her wrists, she put a hose into the car. They don't say that. They say she died, he died, out of courtesy to the family. It's already hard enough. So it's an unseen killer, an unnoted killer. But hospitals know all about it. Deputies know all about it. Police officers know all about it because they got to go to the scene and they got to deal with the family that is screaming. When you, when I've been to, fa- listen, there is no scream like a mother after her child has just been killed or died of a disease. There's no scream like that. I've been there many times. And there is a unique trauma to when you go in the backyard and find your your daughter hung up there in the tree. And she, you thought she was studying after coming home from grammar school or middle school. Or you go in the backyard, come home from work, and your wife is out there dead in the yard. I want to read you this. This is pretty sobering. And it just pisses me off. Big time. I am really angry. And I am having a tough time with this whole thing. And people that are even, well, you know, the first couple weeks, I said, no, 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 not first couple anything. This thing was a cheating lie, mess, manipulation, foisted upon us from the very beginning. It was planned. It was, and it went down funky. The doctor in charge of a Bay Area, California trauma center said that the state should end its lockdown order after an unprecedented, that's his words, unprecedented spike in suicide attempts amid the coronavirus pandemic. I'm quoting, we've never, listen, these people work in the ER, they seem, 
They see more stuff in one day would peg your meter. You'd have to go to counseling after it. We've never seen numbers like this in such a short period of time, said Dr. Mike DuBois, DuBois Blank, head of trauma at John Muir Medical Center. I mean, he says, in quotes, we've seen a year's worth of suicide attempts in four weeks. I want you to feel proud of this, supervisors. A year's work of suicide. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, oh, by Oh, you got paid. Oh, I'm sorry. You got you didn't have to stay sheltered in you supervisors. Oh, you wore a mask, but you got your $80,000 a year on top of whatever job you had. And you got your health benefits. Well, good for you. God bless you. Love on you and all that stuff. Hope that hope that feels good for you. Hope you can sleep good at night. We've done a year's worth of suicide attempts in four weeks. He added that he thinks it's time to end the state shutdown. And the supervisors are great leaders. Well, we just we're operating with just the information we had or, well, we can't do anything. It's the governor's job. And and then he won't give us any money. Do you think I would if my if I knew my kid was going to kill himself? Do you think I'd care how much money the county got? Instead of just saying to Gavin Newsom to hell with you, we're going to stay open. I'm not going to stay in my house and I'm not going to keep my kid in my house. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to go. I'm going to go out the lake. Do you think anybody that lost any kids or or adults during this thing cares about how much money Yuba County, Sutter County gets from the state of California? You think they'd be willing to live poorer than have a dead son or daughter or dead wife? Or have their business where they could actually make a living again? Maybe they would be fine with the potholes. Did you ask them? There is no need to have supervisors in city councils because all they do is say, well, we're just all we can do. We can't do anything. We just got to do what they say down there. We got the wrong type of government, people. This is not what the founding fathers meant. This is not freedom. This isn't the the Bill of Rights. This isn't the amendments to the Constitution. We do not have freedom of gun rights. I got to go check with Wendell Anderson or Brandon Barnes to get me a concealed weapon permit. I like them. I don't believe I need it. I believe the Constitution's on my side, and if I want to put a gun in my pocket and they catch me and they want to arrest me, hallelujah to you. But I'm not going to I'm not going to bend I'm not going to bend to rules that don't go along the Constitution. We shouldn't have to check in if I want to pack a gun. If I want to assemble at the state capitol, Gavin Newsom doesn't get to tell me how long I can be there or how many people. That's a violation of my constitutional rights. Our supervisors and city council need to be held personally liable, accountable, liability accountable to this. Then after this doctor said this, some of the big dogs at the hospital are trying to backtrack on it. Well, you know, there's a lot of opinions about this. Yeah, there are. There are lots of opinions about it. 
And uh, the bad thing is that, you know, when it'll just be interesting how, how smart people, how soon people smarten up on this. How soon people smarten up. One of the, I'll, I'll take a dip into uh, this other topic here, but it's related. You know, who you vote for makes a difference. Who the president is makes a difference. Who the governor is makes a difference. Who the mayor is makes a difference. It doesn't matter what they have at the end of their name, whether they're an R or D. It doesn't really matter what they say. It's what they do that counts. It, and how it matches up with the Constitution. It's about power, not about politics or political party. It's about power. One of the one of the um, presidents that would have been really cool to learn about in school, because he was a a very unique and 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 uh, successful president, was Calvin Coolidge, eighteen seventy two to nineteen thirty three. He said this. I want the people of America to be able to work less for the government and more for themselves. I want to just repeat that. That's just the first line. It's about a four-sentence quote. I want the people of America to be able to work less for the government. See, that sounds like slavery, doesn't it? Because it is. When When you're taxed, that's what the colonists felt like. When you're taxed and you feel like, wow, all this money is going to the government. I want the people of America to be able to work less for the government and more for themselves. I want them to have the rewards of their own industry. You know what happened when all these uh, checks went out? Stimulus checks, unemployment checks, plus $600 on top. People aren't coming back to work because it's too fat. They got too much money. Government does a very poor job. It doesn't do a poor job sometimes. It always does a lousy job doing charity. You know why? Because it wasn't their job. It was the church's job. It was the community's job to be charitable to one another. I don't like people taking my money and being charitable to my next-door neighbor who's irresponsible because I know. I watch them. They're irresponsible. They're lazy. And then, but they get money, they get come of my money that's taken from me because I don't get it. I'm not getting any, I've never been on welfare. I've never been on unemployment. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you that I've always paid my way and I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. I don't even want all this money. So it says, I want them to have the rewards of their own industry. The idea is that all people are supposed to produce something that's benefiting the community, not having a sucking sound. Like working for the government, all you do is take money from me. In other words, if we if the whole economy collapsed, is there anything you would do for a living that I could benefit from? No. Could you grow you got a head of lettuce? I could use that. Do you have an egg? I could use that. Do you have do you have a piece of meat? I could use that. Do you have some water? I could use that. Oh, you know how to take fill out a permit form? Forget you. You know how to fill out a an application for a planned development? amendment you're worthless for my survival most of the government jobs are worthless for my benefit i do not benefit by any of it they just suck my money 
I want them to have the rewards of their own industry. This is the chief meaning of freedom. Calvin Coolidge says, what is the chief meaning? of What is freedom? He said, to have the rewards of your own industry. To come up with a great idea to bless the community and get rewarded for it. Help people learn math quicker. Help people stay healthy. Help people have plenty of food. Something practical. Stay warm. Have good blankets. Have a nice pillow. That's industry. The freedom is the chief meaning of freedom is to have the rewards of your own industry instead of government raping you of it, which is what's going on today. And then the money they actually take. This is the thing that just gets me. The money that they actually take, most of it just is absolutely wasted through idiotic things. And I'm going to tell you a couple in a minute. Calvin Coolidge goes on to say, this is the chief meaning of freedom, that you you keep the rewards of your industry. Until Then he says, until we can reestablish a condition under which the earnings of the people can be kept by the people, we are bound to suffer a very severe and distinct curtailment of our liberty. He's describing what we have today. He ended his, uh, his, his life, not his presidential time, but he was, he lived from 1872 to 1933. But what he says, we have a problem. This is what we've become. We have government taking most of our money and wasting most of our money on stupid stuff. Now I had this uh, sheriff's deputy stopped in to talk to me yesterday and uh, we got to talking. He said, you know, one of the complaints is about these uh, demonstrations or these peaceful assemblies at the Capitol is all the overtime that they're having to pay the CHP officers. And it got up, he, he claimed it was a million dollars. Uh, and my feeling is they didn't need them all, but I guess they felt, well, they wanted to have a show of force or they wanted to make sure, cause we didn't, we weren't asking to go into business. We, in the b- building, we just wanted to be out on the, the two or three block grass that's there to have a meeting. Now, when I hear people say, now, some of the people that, oh, yeah, you shouldn't go down there. You're just wasting all those cops' time and, you know, cost them a million dollars. Have you ever looked at, why don't you just Google this? Federal waste. California waste. And just spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes reading hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of expenditures spending 10,000, 50,000, 50 million, 10 million, 150,000 on stupid stuff. We had thinking of a million dollars for a highway patrol. How about outrageous road signs paid with our dollars? There was a change order for I-405 freeway project signs that led to a cost increase of $32,644. There was a change order on the signs. It just said, this is what's going on on this freeway. The, you know, 
construction signs. You know those signs you see, they're painted. They look like they're painted. It says, we, you know, this money built this road, whatever. They spent $6,500 per sign. The government did. $6,500. Probably get those signs done privately for a couple hundred bucks. They spent $6,500 per sign, and they worry about a million dollars of, of, for my freedom to, to address the negativity or the stupidness of our governor. Transit buses. We bought transit buses, the state of California. Says instead of purchasing and running natural gas-powered clean buses at a cost of $300,000 each, now they're you know they're not using fossil fuels in California. You got to use natural gas. San Diego, Mass Transit, decided because their political correctness that demands they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars more or three times more per bus for all electric buses. So now we went from natural gas, which isn't as clean as electric, supposedly, which is a lie. I don't have time to tell you now about it now. They're spending 900000 or almost a million dollars for electric buses per bus. Per bus. So just one bus is about the amount that California Highway Patrol paid, if, it, if it's true, to pay for overtime for, for hundreds. They thought, they, I, I bet in Minneapolis they don't have as many cops as we had at the Capitol. And they're burning down targets and stuff down over there. How about this for waste? 30% of Caltrans, this is, I think this is 2018 figures. Yeah, it is. On 2000, on September 19, 2018, a San Diegan, San Diego region Caltrans official confirmed that a large chunk of Caltrans road maintenance budget in San Diego County is being diverted, diverted out there in Oliver and Linda. That means it's not going to go for it. Diverted for cleaning up homeless camps. 30% of the road maintenance budget. You ever been down to San Diego on all those freeways? They need road maintenance. 30% went to just muck out and pick up people's crap. The numbers are alarming, it says. 30% of Caltrans, $18.1 million for maintenance. $6.2 million went toward picking up litter off the freeway and for cleaning out the debris fields left behind by homeless encampments and abandoned in the wake of a 72-hour notices. How about this? Waste. You ever seen the Caltrans people walking around Marysville from the the big uh, Babylon Hall they they work in over there on B Street? You wonder how how much time do they get off? They're like blocks and blocks and blocks away from where they should be. More than 57% of Caltrans employees earn $100,000 or more per year. You wonder how many people are actually making that money? What's 57%? What if there's only 10, 10 total employees, right? I'll tell you how many. 11,256 Caltrans employees bring in more than $100,000. 
There are more than six members. Uh, I'll skip that. The average compensation at Caltrans is a whopping, the average of all Caltrans workers, $113,554 a year. Did you know that there was a an audit a number of years ago by one of the government agencies of Caltrans, and they said they have 3,500 people they didn't even need? Do you think they got laid off? Not one. And they're worried about $1 million for us to secure our First Amendment rights. There are so many ways it would, it would just cause you to stay awake at night. We'll be right back. story. We'll call it a tale of two states. In one state, we have a Democratic governor who mandated that nursing homes take in sick patients who tested positive for COVID-19, resulting in the avoidable death of thousands of seniors. In another state, we have a Republican governor, one who didn't put nursing homes at risk and who is now opening up his state for business because their COVID numbers are so low. And guess which one the left is accusing of murder? Hint, it's not the one with all the bodies in his backyard. In March, New York Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo ordered nursing homes to take in patients who'd been sent to the hospital and had tested positive for COVID-19. In doing so, he effectively turned the state's nursing homes into human petri dishes where the virus could spread among the most vulnerable. Three COVID-19 patients were transferred to the Gerwin Jewish Nursing and Rehabilitation Center on Long Island. Within a month, 24 residents were dead. In late April, 70 COVID patients were sent to Harlem's Terrence Cardinal Cook home. By May 8, 32 people were dead. 19 were sent to Staten Island's Carmel Richardson home. By May 8, 56 people were dead. Hospitals in New York City have reported that anywhere between 10 and 35 percent of their released COVID-19 patients were sent to nursing homes and rehab centers. While the media were busy kissing Cuomo's butt, calling Trump a murderer, and mocking dim-witted anti-science Republicans for pointing out that economic devastation kills people too, Cuomo's little experiment was causing the virus to spread throughout nursing homes like wildfire, killing people by the thousands. The problem got so bad, in fact, that early this month, the New York Health Department began omitting the number of COVID deaths of nursing home residents who died in hospitals. So far, we know more than 5,300 nursing home residents have died of COVID-19 in New York, and we know that number has been vastly undercounted. But now Cuomo is claiming that nobody should be prosecuted for those deaths. Why? Well, because he would be first in line. Except he's justifying himself by saying that old people were going to die anyway. Not kidding. Here he is this weekend. Older people, vulnerable people are going to die from this virus. That is going to happen. Despite whatever you do. Because with all our progress as a society, we can't keep everyone alive. Despite what everything you do. And older people are more vulnerable. And that is a fact. And that is not going to change. 
Which is weird because when us non-liberals were over here pointing out that some deaths were probably inevitable and that a total national shutdown was not a good or feasible solution, we were accused of killing grandma for our stock portfolio. But at least we weren't cramming six seniors together like cattle, then omitting their deaths from our reports. Now, at the same time, we have Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, is ahead of the curve in reopening his state and trying to get back to normal. He's pointed out that Florida never spiked the way that some health officials had feared, even though it was one of the last states to impose a lockdown. Florida nursing homes have seen fewer than 700 total deaths, despite its very large elderly population. But then again, DeSantis also never ordered them to take back infected seniors, so maybe that helped. Instead, he directed millions of face masks and protective gear to nursing homes. He restricted visits and created emergency response teams to assess what supplies and resources they needed. All nursing home staff were required to wear PPE and get their temperature taken before work. In Florida, there have only been a total of 1,364 COVID-19 deaths in a state of 21.5 million people. But that hasn't taken DeSantis out of the media's crosshairs during this whole thing. When it started, MSNBC slammed him for his botched response to the virus, predicting doom and gloom and accusing him of killing people. This week, Governor Ron DeSantis finally issued a stay-at-home order for the entire state of Florida. But it took weeks and plenty of criticism for him to come to this decision. Now the state is a hotspot for the spread of coronavirus, with more than 10,000 confirmed cases and more than 100 deaths. Those numbers are expected to continue climbing. The state's health care and social programs have been put under immense strain as well. Is the governor's botched response to this outbreak going to cost even more lives? When Florida began reopening, attorney Dan Ulfelder, who once dressed as a grim reaper and stomped around Florida's beaches to make social distancing points, accused DeSantis of having blood all over his hands. The Daily Beast is predicting that the reopen will go horribly wrong, posting this along with a photo of a Trump supporter, of course. CNN begrudgingly admitted Florida's success, but claimed that it was mostly luck that got them there. One-third of all COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. have been in nursing homes. That is the single most vulnerable population. But instead of criticizing the Democrat, who single-handedly put that population in the line of fire, the left wants to slam Republican governors in other states that are reopening their economies. Because those governors are smart enough to understand that, according to the data, the vast majority of healthy people are not at risk and can go about their daily lives just fine. Because this is not about the virus, or keeping people healthy, or preventing death. We knew this virus disproportionately affected the elderly from the get-go, but Cuomo threw open nursing home doors and mandated that they import this disease anyway. If this shutdown had really been about preventing death, that never would have happened. The media would have been all over it. He'd have been labeled a murderer and run out of town. If this were about preventing death, the left would not be throwing a fit over governors who let healthy families take their kids to the beach. They'd be focusing on the ones who intentionally and knowingly put the most vulnerable at an even higher risk. And that right there tells you that this is not and has never been about preventing death. It is about politics. Come down off your throne and leave your body alone. So what I want you to remember from Calvin Coolidge is he equated overtaxation of the population as removing their freedom. Okay? 
Now, I was uh, it's interesting. I just stumbled across this and I'd never seen it before. It was a photo. It's a photo of an old, old building. And on the building, it's a historic building. And on the building, they actually put this sign said birthplace of the Republican Party. Rip on Wisconsin. And interesting where it started. I didn't even know the Republican Party started in Rip on Wisconsin. And so this old building, an old white building, just how they built them, kind of like shiplap siding, same type of siding I have on my house. Even the windows are kind of similar. Uh, so um, why you may be wondering why I'm even bringing that up. Well, if you if you looked at the news and all the riots, that would be black people rioting. There are some some trash, white trailer trash folks stealing out of Target as well. Some criminals all tatted up, gang, you know, prison tats. But um, it's interesting, you know, there's the socialist school system has majored on miscommunicating and misdirecting people educationally. And uh, many, much of what we've been taught has been a lie. Just like much of what you were taught about COVID. Actually, let me back up. Much means that there was some you were taught that was accurate. Let me just say 100% of what you were taught about the Wuhan flu, the CCP, C, CCP flu, the Chinese flu, the Kung flu, COVID-19, no matter what you want to call it, 100% was completely inaccurate. And the amazing thing is the doctor, our local doctor, is still saying the same crap today like she's a little robot. This newspaper photo says, On this day, March 20, 1854, the Republican Party of the United States of America was founded in a schoolhouse in Ripon, Wisconsin. The purpose? To counter the Democrats' plans to expand slavery in America. If you're an ignorant school graduate today, your conclusion is that the Republicans are racist and they are the party of slavery. And the other thing that's when you explain that to some of these flat foreheaded people, just like when you try to explain with COVID to some of these people, they just come up with a second stupid thing. So the second stupid thing on the slavery thing, well, the Republican Party and the Democrats aren't really the Democrats of old and the Republican of old. I thought, you know, if I was a, you know, and I heard someone was talking about lynching the other day. Did you know this is never brought up? that not only black people were lynched during the time when lynching became popular, you know, capital punishment, where you just kind of did vigilanteism. You think, oh, yeah, that dude stole the horse. You say, how many of you believe that? They raised their hands and they hung him, right? That's vigil vigilanteism. So they hung a lot of black people. Not as many as you'd think, but they hung them, right? Crazy people. Evil people did that. They also did it to white people that were pro-black. 
anti-slavery people. They hung Republican white people. So when you're watching these riots, you're probably seeing, uh, I watched that, I saw a little clip on YouTube of that Minneapolis, I think it was Minneapolis mayor. I thought, that is one wuss, that boy right there. I wouldn't want him to lead in my city. Uh, oh, I got to I got to play this for you. This guy, one of my friends sent me this. If I can find it really quickly here. Uh, it shows very interesting. The breakdown. Uh, let me see if I can bring. Oh, come on, man. That's amazing what computers can do. So my friend sent me this. It's, uh, you know, there's all, all these things on the Internet where they keep track of dead, dead people, what people die of all over the world. It's pretty cool. I found that since this COVID thing. And there's all kinds of them. And one's of them called the World Meter. It's kind of like odometer that keeps track of your miles, but this keeps track of dead people and uh, what they die of and where they died. And if you could go country by country. You can go United States and state by state. They'd probably find one to go county by county, and I think there's over 3,100 counties in the United States, and there are some st- counties that have a lot of suicide in it. But this is the total U.S. deaths, 92,478 as of 519, just a couple days ago. But I don't know whether this means... 519 2019 or five fifth month 19 day the first five months but here's irregardless of this there's look at this comparison is interesting so it compares the republican states to the democrat states and it shows i'm just let me look here and see if I can make more sense of what he meant by this, because it doesn't actually give an explanation. Uh, it may be, let's see, where's California? It may be the COVID deaths. That's what it may be. So it says Texas. So it lists Republican states, and it lists, uh, let's see, how many did it list? One, two, three, six. 10. It lists 10 Republican states led by Republican governors, and it lists 10 Democrat states led by Democrat governors. The total number of deaths on the Democrat states was 70,144. The total number of deaths in Republican states is 9,107. Now, you can look all this up on this world meter. So Texas had 1,369 deaths, right? Big state. I don't know what I don't know what the population is compared to New York, but New York, New York, New York, the state, New York, not city, New York, had 28,480 deaths compared to 1,300, 28,000 versus 1,300, right? California is not even listed here for some reason because they have even some states like Montana just had 16 deaths from COVID. 
So this here's what I think this is. I think as of 519, May 19th, there were 92,478 deaths. And so... What this is breaking down is showing that the Democrat-led states are having a huge problem with this disease or sickness, and the Republican states aren't having such a problem. Like they just made a big deal about they were saying how Ron DeSantis, who is the governor of Florida, uh, was doing a horrible job, but actually they've opened back up and they've only had 2,000 deaths in the whole state of Florida. It's one of the bigger states in the union, right? And they have a huge old person population. So way to go, Ron DeSantis, as opposed to Mr. Cuomo up in New York, who uh, I think he's had like 5,000 nursing home deaths. Incredible. All right, well, I'll go back on track here and uh, see where I am. Um I want to uh, read you this. Um, this is a Judge McCaney in Clay County, Illinois. Judge McCaney. He's ruling on this keeping everything closed and some of these rules that the government is running roughshod on the population. So it got into court. He says, before I rule, I'm advising everybody in this room, no public outbursts or displays. The court is still in session until you are told otherwise. Then he goes on to say, since the inception of this insanity, the following regulations, rules, and consequences have occurred. Uh, I won't get COVID. He's starting to describe the different things that have been told people. I won't get COVID if I get an abortion, but I will get COVID if I get a colonoscopy, because colonoscopies are canceled. Selling pot is essential, but selling goods and services at a family-owned business is not. Pot wasn't even legal, and pot dispensaries didn't even exist in this state until five months ago, and in that five months, they have become essential, but a family-owned business in, in existence for five generations is not essential. A family of six can pile in their car and drive to Carlisle Lake, without contracting COVID, but if they all get in the same boat, they cannot. They will get COVID. We are told that kids rarely con contracted the virus and that sun sunlight kills it, but summer youth programs, sports programs, are canceled. Four people can drive to a golf course and not get COVID, but if they play in a foursome, they will get COVID. If I go to Walmart, I won't get COVID, but if I go to church, I will get COVID. Murders are released from custody while small business owners are threatened with arrest if they have the audacity to attempt to feed their families. These are just a few of the examples of rules, regulations, and consequences that are arbitrary, capricious, and completely devoid of anything even remotely approaching common sense, says the judge. State attorneys in this state, county sheriffs, mayors, city councils, and county boards have openly and publicly defied these orders, followed by threats to withhold funding and revocation of necessary licenses and certifications unless you obey. Our economy is shut down because of a flu virus. 
with a 98%-plus survival rate. Doctors and experts say different things weekly. The defendant cites models in his opposition to opening. The only thing experts will agree on is that all models are wrong and some are useful. The Centers for Disease Control now says the virus is not easily spread on surfaces. The defendant in the case orders you to stay home and pronounces that if you leave the state, you are putting people in danger, but his family members traveled to Florida and Wisconsin because he deems such travel essential. He's talking about government officials. In fact, I just heard where Gavin Newsom was in Montana the other day. I guess COVID didn't travel with him. One initial rationale why the rules don't apply to him, he's talking about the governor, is that his family, farm, and animals, they need to be fed. Try selling that argument to farmers who have had to slaughter their herds because of the disruption in the meat supply chain. When laws do not apply to those who make them, I want you to just repeat that to yourself or write it on on your blackboard or whiteboard a hundred times. When laws do not apply to those who make them, like supervisors who get $80,000 a year continue getting paid while they cut off the, the pay to business people that had to go to work every day but couldn't, and they had to fire all their employees. When laws do not apply to those who make them, people are not being governed, they are being ruled. Make no mistake, said the judge, these executive orders are not laws. All you Christians hear that out there? Executive orders are not laws. They are royal decrees. Illinois citizens are not being governed. They are being ruled. The last time I checked, Illinois citizens are also Americans, and Americans don't get ruled over. Pritzker, the, the uh, I'm saying this, Pritzker, the Governor said churches were not going to be able to open. Now he says they can. You know why? He doesn't know God. His God is the government. So the Supreme Court overruled him and said churches got to open. This judge says the last time I checked, Illinois citizens are Americans and Americans don't get ruled. The last time a monarch tried to rule Americans, a shot See, people say, Lou, you're getting all violent and everything. This is a judge. A shot was fired that was heard around the world. That sounds kind of cool, right? That shot killed some people. It was, it was more than one shot. It was multiple shots. And I think it was eight people that went to a church service that were part of a local church right next to us where they got into a shootout, and eight Americans died. That was the shot. It wasn't some romantic shot. Somebody died that day. The last time I checked, the, the judge said, Illinois citizens are Americans. And last, last time a monarch tried to rule Americans, a shot was fired that was heard around the world. That day led to the birth of a nation consensually governed based upon a document that I have sitting right here next to my computer called the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. That's the document, which ensures that on this day, in this 
in any American courtroom, tyrannical despotism will always lose and liberty, freedom, and the Constitution will always win. Pritzker back there, he's an idiot back in Illinois. He got his butt handed to him by the Supreme Court. But even if he didn't, he would have still been wrong because they're violating the Constitution uh, of the United States. Now, Gavin Newsom is saying that because the the gatherings, the First Amendment gatherings, the assembling, are contra- they're against government, they can only have 100 people. I'm telling you, there's going to be a gunfight over this thing. There's, somebody's going to get hurt. And uh, Gavin Newsom is just nursing the deal. We're going to and we're going to take we're going to take the fight to him. Oh, Newsom. Now, Newsom is a pussy, because if you got Newsom alone, you could just whip it up on old Newsom. He's all cocky and everything because he's got all these highway patrol protecting him. And we've been trying to explain to the highway patrol that they don't have to. They their oath of office isn't to enforce the law. Most law enforcement officials forgot that they just say, oh, that's the law we need. That's our law book. And I got to enforce that code. But if that code, they need to be sharp enough. If that code violates people's constitutional rights, they do not have to. They do not have to enforce that. And they can go to their superior officer and say, I cannot. I'm violating my oath of office to the people of the state of California or whatever state you're in. If I enforce this law because it's a violation of the constitutional rights of the people, I can't do that. Now, you either have to change the law or I'm going to have to take powder on this. Right. And Newsom is just breaking one law after another. That dude, he believes he is the law. Now, that's the same thing as the king of England thought back in the day. If he came that that was his view of the law. Uh, now we're getting down to to uh, a break here. So, uh, oh, if you want to see a good play, I'll just tell you we got some a minute or so. There's a great play. Maybe you're too scared of going to a group gathering, but there's a free play at Church of Glad Tidings starting tomorrow night, and uh, it goes tomorrow night, and then it jumps to Sunday night and goes Friday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, this coming. So I guess by the time you hear this uh, podcast, if you listen to it on Saturday, Friday will all already be burned through. But you can go Saturday night. If this is a, this is May 30. Uh, so you can go tonight, 7. You can go Monday night, 7. It's called The Invisibles. It's a, it's all these, most of these plays at Glad Tidings are, well, well, well done. Great music, original music, original cast, uh, and original. Usually the plays are written here. It's very entertaining. Something you can get out, go have some food, and there'll probably be refreshments at the play. But it's it's really worth it. It's great entertainment, no charge. They might take take a collection to help pay for the set or the or some of the expenses to put the thing on. But everybody there as a volunteer. It's a very fun night, and uh, you don't want to miss it. So it's so. Let's see. Let's see. It won't be Saturday nights. You'll miss Friday, so it won't be Saturday. Saturday night is not a night. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are the the ones. Once you hear this announcement, 
on the podcast. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, 1179 Eager Road, Yuba City, California, Building 100. Get there Get there about 6.30 to get a good seat. So it would be Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. So that would be the first, second. Is that the first, second, and third? Uh at Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road. That's right off Highway 99 or off Live Oak Boulevard. We're sandwiched in between the two highways. And uh, have some fun. Go have some fun. It, it'll, you're not going to find any. We're not saying we're the best. I, I'm, I don't even uh, involved in it, but it's not necessarily the best. The best. But um, if you like to go to college plays or <clears throat> theater, they have theater companies. This is just as good. Everybody is good. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. We got one more segment to do tonight for you. It's Joe Biden wearing a face mask. Now, maybe there's nothing wrong with wearing a face mask if you want to, but there is a problem with Joe Biden wearing a mask in this picture because he's just virtue signaling to the mainstream media. He's trying to provoke the president because Joe Biden wants the mainstream media to write articles that say President Trump refuses to wear a mask at the Ford plant, but Biden respectfully wears a mask on Memorial Day. Make no mistake. Joe Biden wearing a mask has nothing to do with COVID-19. We know this because Joe Biden is near nobody except his wife. Look around him, literally nobody near him. Who is he going to transmit any virus to? Nobody. Here's the thing, and this is going to blow your mind. This is Joe Biden's campaign strategy. He actually tweeted it last night. Wear a mask, he said. That's it. That's all. Wear a mask as if that's the magic pill that will solve the whole COVID-19 crisis. This from Joe Biden, the same man who condemned President Donald Trump for suspending travel with China. On January 31st, Joe Biden opposed President Trump's travel ban, saying, and I quote, this is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria and xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering to lead the way instead of science, end quote. The COVID-19 outbreak originated in Wuhan, China. The Chinese communists then lied about it. But Joe Biden condemned President Trump for stopping travel. Joe Biden wanted people to keep traveling to the U.S. from China. Who cares if they brought COVID-19 with them? Even after that, Biden wants you to think he's better qualified to handle the coronavirus crisis. Why? Because he wears a mask when he's by himself with only his wife near nobody else. He is playing to the mainstream media. If you want to handle the COVID-19 crisis well, Mr. Biden, here are a few better ideas. And please, every politician and public health official, please listen up. End the government-mandated lockdowns. Hold China and the Chinese Communist Party accountable for spreading this virus around the world and then lying about it. Defund the World Health Organization until they stop parroting Chinese Communist Party propaganda. Respect religious liberty. Stop trying to shut down churches while you leave Walmart open. 
send kids back to school. There's virtually no risk of children dying or transmitting COVID-19. Let people open their businesses. Americans are losing their livelihoods and dying because of the lockdowns. Stop fear-mongering. The CDC says the infection fatality rate for COVID-19 is 0.26%, not 3.4% like we were told originally. That's a huge difference. Stop using COVID-19 to push a far leftist political agenda and follow the science, the science that says lockdowns are useless and harmful, and then admit that stay-at-home orders are an unmitigated disaster for our nation and our people. If you want to help solve the COVID crisis, do those things. But if all you're doing is wearing a mask when you're by yourself to impress the media, then get out of here. You're no leader. I want to do something really fun real quick. I think it'll be cool for you, cool for me, cool for the audience. I'm just going to throw some things at you. We're going to do some rapid fire things. Just first thing that comes to mind. Just bam, 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 bam. Here we go. You ready? Yep. All right. Condom snorting. Condom snorting. Uh, uh, does not compute. Tide Pod Challenge. Tide Pod Challenge? Tide Pod Challenge. Uh, does not compute. <laughs> Parenting. Raise your children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. They won't desert from you. Second Amendment. God-given right. Transgender. Strip naked in front of a mirror. Take a look. And you ought to know, if you need a medical textbook, take that with you. Look in the medical textbook. Look back at the mirror. Look at yourself and say, I'm a man. Discipline your kids. Biblical and mandatory. Teach them, correct them, rebuke them, and train them. Is the government your friend? If two people come to your door knocking on it, saying we're from the government or we're here to help, run. President of the United States. He's heard the gospel of Jesus from my lips. He is on the right track, and if people get behind him, he will change America for the better. Family. God, family, country. In that order. Mr. Phil, you look like a Florida Georgia Line fan. So, you know, I figured I'd ask you, what do you think about today's music? Uh, I'm a non-listener. <laughs> but the 60s crowd, they could play guitars. Taxes. You got to pay them. Military. Much needed, much maligned, and much misunderstood. Immigration. You must have a vetting process where you know who's coming and going. Got to do it. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, a misguided, highly intelligent left-winger. Down in these parts, we call him Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mark, obey the gospel, son, and you wouldn't be throwing out people's information to this person and that person. So you're up to no good. my mind usually I, I start doing this earlier but i want to uh i want to talk about some of the newsome uh edicts edicts uh about opening up barber shops and stuff and uh you know and all that kind of stuff in churches but first i i need to uh thank uh three guys that uh have backed me in this podcast thing for uh, 61 weeks now. And before that, they even helped me in the radio. But uh, let me mention them 
uh, here altogether, um, and that is Monty Hecker, who I was just on the phone with yesterday about this recall Newsom thing because he helped big time with that. Monty is a retired Air Force guy and has started his own business many years ago called Elite Universal Security, and now they're just he said, Lou, we can't. We're just desperately f- trying to look for workers. We need guards, and uh, they're working all the way from below Sacramento all the way to Oregon, and uh, they need help. And so, if you want a job, uh, Monty is a great guy, and he'll train you. Uh, you you think, ah, oh, I don't really know how to do that. I'm young. I'm 19. Whatever. They will train you, and you can call them at five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero. So you can get a job there. You can be a guard. You can be a guard that doesn't pack a weapon, or you could be a guard that packs a weapon. You could do work at a government facility. You could you could travel a little bit. There's a lot of good opportunity. Maybe you think you want some practice and then go into law enforcement. Great opportunities. So uh, call them up. They're located in Yuba County, but they're scattered all throughout the counties of the what I call the state of Jefferson. Uh, also, if you need some security and, you you know, people keep thinking your stuff is their stuff and they just keep lifting it and uh, vandalizing or whatever, whether it's a farm, industry, residential, business, they can help you. Monty's got some good ideas and solve your problems. So give them a call and uh, tell them you heard it on the podcast because he's a big he's a big advocate. He's been a good friend. Five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero. The other one, who's uh, these other two guys? I've known them longer than Monty because uh, we were all youngsters and and uh, we're living together at one time, uh, starting out. And one of them is uh, Dave Greenitz, who about every few weeks he posts uh, on his uh, actually. He puts them on his Facebook site probably first. That's David Greenitz, Dave Greenitz, G-R-E-E-N-E-T-Z. And um, at Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook site, Dave Greenitz Construction or GreenitzConstruction.com website. So the cool thing that is available nowadays, you think, oh, I wonder if that guy's any good. Can I see a job that you did once before? Then you'd have to get permission to go to somebody's house. But today with technology, you don't need to leave your house. You can go on his on his social media or on Facebook or on his website, and you can actually see something that may think, oh, that's exactly like our layout of our kitchen. He'll do a before and after layout and then show you photos. He'll show you the design and then the photos. And um, if you and give you some ideas, so that's kitchens, baths. He also does front door remodels, puts decks on. Man, you could use a deck tonight, right? Sleep outside tonight. It's hot here in California. And the other thing they do, which which isn't necessarily a, a beautiful thing, but it does uh, a beautiful thing. It may not look beautiful, but it does beautiful, and that is it lowers your utility bill, and that's putting in a whole house fan. And they can reduce your temperature in your house without running a big central air conditioner. And they can also reduce your PG&E bill because you're not pushing that big motor outside. So uh, the interesting thing about Dave Greenitz that I like is that he does amazing quality work. He shows up in the showdown when he says he's going to show up. 
He doesn't say, I'm coming tomorrow, and then come two days after that. When you call him, you actually get him on the phone. It's a miracle. It's a, it, I don't even think you can get Jesus on the phone nowadays like that. 530-682-9602. 682-9602. You can phone him or you can email him. You can email him off, off his sites and just give him a shout out, and you can tell him what you're looking for. And he can guide you, or you can call him up and talk to him. If you leave a voicemail, you're going to get a call right right back, so don't go away. He's probably just on the other line. But he's one of the most responsible and responsive businessmen I know. Sometimes I call people I even like and know, and they do good work, but I can't get a hold of them for a while. Uh, but Dave, you can get a hold of. Now, the, the other guy, Ted Holmes, was the plumbing doctor. Sometimes I can't get a hold of Ted because he runs this business. He's got about five trucks. But sometimes he's in another part of the world doing humanitarian work, like they just got back from Cuba, and then they were down in Mexico. So, uh, but you can, the plumbing doctor works in the Yuba Sutter County's area, and you can reach them at 530-671-9111. Just think of 911 and just add a 1, 671-9111. You probably should be able to memorize that if you haven't smoked too much weed. So five three zero six seven one nine one one one. So uh, give them a call. They and their ads, which I was commenting to Ted about the other day. I said your ad on Facebook says you might even be able to show up the same day if they call you. He said, Lou, we do that a lot. I said that's a great ad to say that because most people that have a plumbing problem, their question is, can you come today? Can you come yesterday? Can you come right now or an hour from now or an hour an hour before right now, right? In other words, you want to get it done. It's we got problems. We need this fixed. So the plumbing doctor, they can get on it and get it fixed. And they, there's no surprise bills. They, uh, they give you a menu to choose from on how they're going to do this, and they'll give you a, a shout-out on the price, and that's what they stick with. That's just the way it, that's the way it shakes down, 671-9111. Or you can call Greenitz and get a total remodel of your kitchen and bath. Uh, it'll shock you when you see the photos. Every time I, I've followed these guys for years, and when I look at those photos of those remodels on Greenitz Construction, uh, whether they do a deck or a whole background outdoor barbecue kitchen at thing out back or whatever they do. It's unbelievable. Deck around a pool, new type of decking. And they got some of the bulletproof decks. I, I had a redwood deck I had put in one. It was beautiful, cool redwood deck. And I thought, oh, it'll outlast me. But I kept living, and it, I outlasted red, redwood deck. And Dave Greenitz told me, he said, Lou, we can – he said, now they have they – have, uh, different types of products that, that looks like lumber uh, that lasts a lifetime. I said, oh, I should have done that in the first place. But they didn't have it when I started. Beautiful decks. All right, we're going to, uh, we got about 10 minutes here, so that's that. Support those guys. If you want to help support me, you can. Uh, we just have some basic costs here. I don't have any payroll or anything. It's just some costs to be be on these podcasts and get the technology going and editing. And I'm not making any money on this. What I'm doing is feeling good about trying to make a difference. 
So if you want to get involved in helping me, uh, you can give me a shout out at 530-713-1838. I'll just leave it at that. Or if you want me to promote your enterprise and uh, charge you a little bit of money to do that. All right. So uh, let's get on into this talk some talk for about 10 more minutes. And uh, let me see what I think is the best thing. Oh, I, I want to read. I got to read this letter. Chris Ann Hall read this letter at at a meeting the other night. And I thought, um, how good is this? Now, there's some sheriffs have come out and uh, declared to the state of California or the state of wherever they are located in and to the county that they have that they are going to honor their constitutional oath and they are not going to. They are not going to enforce laws or codes or regulations that are violating people's rights. There have been some California uh, sheriffs, and they've been some sheriffs from around the country. So what we learned from a constitutional specialist the other night is that the, the role of a sheriff goes all the way back to the Middle Ages in England. The sheriff had incredible power. And that the role of the constitutional sheriff today has incredible power, but it's rarely used. And so right now is a time that it can be used very well. And that is that the, that the sheriff can put his or her foot down and say, and in fact, I think the sheriff of Fresno did. She put the kibosh on the governor big time. She did a WWE jump from the top rope and landed right on the governor's chest, drop, drop bumped him. And uh, this is, I'm going to read a letter from Mike Harrington. And the reason I'm going to read it is that it reflects, I got a flea on me. What's going on here? I got fleas around here. So this open letter from Mike Harrington, uh, he writes it to the state of New Mexico. He said, I'm posting this open letter published. Oh, let's see. Let me skip down here. Uh, This is, uh, Chris Ann Hall says, I'm publishing this, I'm posting this published letter from Chavez County, New Mexico, because it it beautifully and succinctly describes the role and duty of the sheriff, not only during COVID times, but all time. It is my desire that we share this letter as a way to educate others and ensure that our sheriffs understand that it is their duty to protect our rights, whether it be from criminals or from a criminal government. She calls it an overreaching government. I call it criminal government. So on May 9th, uh, just the other day, here's what he wrote. Since before the birth of America, the duty of the sheriff has been to secure the rights of the people. This is evidenced by the sheriff's oath of office as a promise to the people to support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of New Mexico and defend them, in, in parentheses, these rights of the people against all enemies whatsoever. It says foreign and and domestic, usually. The New Mexico Bill of Rights enshrines to every citizen of New Mexico the right that all persons are born equally free and have certain natural, inherent, and inalienable rights 
among which are the rights of enjoying and defending life and liberty, of acquiring, possessing, and protecting property, and of seeking and obtaining safety and happiness, that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without the due process of law. Private property shall not be taken or damaged for public use without just compensation. Every business in Chavez County is essential. That's different than in Yuba Sutter County. Do you remember that? So Harrington said, Sheriff Harrington said, every business in Chavez County is essential when the people are dependent upon their income to provide for themselves and their families. It is not the job. Let me say it again, folks. It is not the job of government to provide income to the people. And and New Mexico was built upon the principles of private property ownership. It was never the job of government to provide welfare. That was provide charitable, charitable organizations was to do that. Because government just gives money out like a fire hose. They don't love people. They just give away stuff and get votes. Charitable organizations love people. Churches love people. They care about people, even really screwed up people, drug addicted people. He says it's not the job of government to provide income to the people. And New Mexico was built upon the principles of private ownership, hard work, and self-reliance. To say otherwise is simply ridiculous. I like this sheriff already. I'm going to move down there to Chavez County. To say otherwise is simply ridiculous. As a constitutional officer, it is my duty and obligation to defend the rights of the people against every and all infringements. I'm telling you, you've been Sutter County been infringed upon and people have died. People have lost their wealth. You know, you know who decided people making two and three hundred thousand dollars a year and didn't didn't miss a meal and still got their retirement and still got their I, I called a, I called a county guy the other day trying to help volunteer to clean up some graffiti. I said, he didn't call me back for days. I said, man, where you been? He said, I've been on vacation. Isn't it nice? COVID. You, government people are taking vacations. Pretty nice, isn't it? Did you think of taking a vacation when you can't go to work? No, you didn't think of that, huh? Oh, you didn't have any money? Well, the government people aren't having any shortage. They're, they're, they're having fun vacations. God bless them and all that stuff. This New Mexico Constitution establishes a strict separation of power to ensure the security of the rights of the people and that the powers of the government of this state are divided into three distinct departments. That's not true in California anymore. The legislative, executive, and judicial, and no person or collection of persons charged with the exercise of powers properly Belonging to one of these departments shall exercise any powers belonging to the either of the other. Gavin Newsom just take he he's got all the power. He didn't need any of them. Furthermore, said Harrington, the New Mexico Constitution delegates to the legislative branch alone full legislative power for the governor to issue orders with the expectation that they be enforced upon the people is in direct conflict with the Constitution of the State of New Mexico and the most violent defiance of the essential principle of separation of powers. He's saying to the governor, screw you. That's what he's saying. Do you get it? The governor's trying to pull a big old thing, and he's saying, not in my county. Now, he can't speak for other counties, but he said, in Chavez County, 
We're going to break your nose if you come in here and pull that stuff. He says, as a constitutional officer, it is my duty and obligation to defend the Constitution of the state of New Mexico against all violations and abuse of power. The sheriff is not a hireling of the state. That's a Bible word. A hireling is a person that does the job until it's too tough, and then he runs. When a wolf comes, he runs. Sheriff is not a hireling of the state. In other words, he's not beholden to the state. We do not work for the governor or the county, and we are not beholden to any one person for a paycheck. We are direct constitutional representatives of the people. We work for the people and therefore are the highest law enforcement authority in our county. All other law enforcement in the state is subject to the authority of the sheriff within their county. That means the sheriff can say, get out. That authority demands the highest respect for the Constitution and the rights of the people to which I intend to defend. The question here today is whether we overturn 244 years of history and duty of the sheriff for a new and radical ideology that replaces the duty of the sheriff to protect the rights of the people and the Constitution of New Mexico with an unconstitutional and unchecked power exercised by a governor that looks more like a monarch than a servant of the people. He just jack-slapped his governor right there, folks. And she better not show, I think it's a she, she better not show up over in his county. She liable, he's liable to arrest her rear end. I will not, he says finally, I will not stand by idly and watch the lives, liberties, and rights of the people of Chavez County of New Mexico violated by unconstitutional and unjust pretended authorities, pretenders. Let me tell you this. If a person comes to your door pretending to be a cop, pretending to be a utility guy, pretending to be something, and you're not sharp enough to sort it out, you don't know how those occupations work well enough to sort that out, you're going to get snookered. When you don't know what your Constitution says about these offices and the three branches of government, and when you got a lard hair like Gavin Newsom, who is who is making decisions that only the assembly of the state of California is supposed to make or the Senate. Or threatening people. He's out of line. And if you can't tell the difference in that, oh, that he's. Oh, so many people said, oh, well, you know, Governor, Governor Newsom, well, we just, I just saw one of the guys I, I used to have respect for, pastor in town. He said, well, he's now, he, he's been having church through a, through a, a tube on his desk, a computer, and now they're going to start having church. He said, but, you know, we got to have 100 people, only going to have 100 people, and just families can sit together. It just, I thought, oh, my God. We need to encourage our sheriffs. They're good guys. Wendell Anderson in Yuba County, Brandon Barnes in Sutter County. They need to think through this constitutional sheriff thing. Unfortunately, both of them, one of them, Brandon, came to the meeting the other night and listened to her, but they, she has a book on being a constitutional sheriff. And I'm telling you, it is, it'll set these counties free, and it'll put the government on notice to knock it off what they're doing to our counties. 
Now, the interesting thing is today, not you're going to hear this on May 30, but I'm doing it on in middle of the night on May 28. Today, the 28th of May, Calusa County supervisors voted to knock this off. That's Calusa County is in Northern California, just west of Sutter County, to knock this off and let everybody go back to work and back to back to whatever they wanted to do. Just have be free again. Thank God. So we did six segments here. The party's over, and uh, I hope you learned something. And if you run into somebody this week that you met for the first time, take a moment and think, could this be an angel? Because the Bible says, be careful to be kind to strangers because you might be entertaining an angel and you don't even know it. So I'm always wondering Sometimes I have suspicions who might be an angel in my life. I told a gal on the phone the other night, she was helping me with a problem I had. She's working her fingers to the bone. I said, you know, I told you before, I think God sent you to me as an angel to help me with stuff I couldn't fix. So be careful, be kind to people this week, and we'll see you next week, Lord willing. Okay? We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody.